Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Holy lack of cyberpunk, Batman. Did you hear that it was actually a timed console exclusive on PlayStation? And by timed, we mean it only lasted a little more than a week? So are you saying it's a it was a timed exclusive as in you only could get it for you a could week. only get it for a week <laughs> the weird version of timed exclusive it's a timed PC exclusive working it's, it's, it's still on Xbox working that, to be fair that's still debatable on PC this is the gamers two podcast for December eighteenth. Your weekly roundup. This is December eighteenth, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're asking me. It's at the top of the dock. Yes. Oh, never mind. All right. Well, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry, and maybe other things. I like that you still read that off your phone. By the way, I know. It's... As if you haven't one memorized it or two give a shit. The thing is, it's like a it's like a baby blanket. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. Never had one. Okay, so <laughs> what's a good that, analogy? That also, I also might get told that that's completely not true, but I never, I can never remember that version for me. Like some people had a stuffed animal. I don't mm-hmm. know that I had anything. The m- closest thing I would have had would be a pillow, and that was just because I liked my own pillow to sleep on. The point is, I might not actually be reading it from the phone, but uh, if I didn't have it there, my brain would just spontaneously combust right in five seconds would be you'd be like this is talking baseball we're gonna watch some baggage and i'd be like i don't know what show we're doing anymore (laughs) uh watching baggage baggage such a good show Uh, i'm gonna take the beginning of this episode now to promote a completely different (laughs) a completely unrelated and different thing from us if you're not already following John Boy Media for hot sports takes, I'm a big fan of talking baseball and John Boy and Jake just in general and the whole team actually. BBD's great, Ploof's great, uh, Zach, all those guys, Kyle, they're all fun. But Josie, great. The uh, the content that gets put out, I believe it's on Mondays usually, maybe Mondays and Fridays, but mostly Mondays. There's a there used to be a show on TV from 20 what did we find out it's 10 to 12 I think for a lot of episodes 
Yeah, it's or uh, eleven to thirteen or twenty ten to twenty twelve, something like that. Yeah, it's it's later than you would think. It's later than you'd think, and it's a show called Baggage that was on the Game Show Network, hosted by Jerry Springer, in which one contestant shows up, and it's a dating show. One contestant shows up and has to pick between three options, all with smaller to larger pieces of baggage that they slowly reveal, and it's just an, an absolutely great version of terrible television. That being said, they watch it and do commentary over it, and it is great. It is on YouTube. You need to go find it and watch it because we need more of that in today's society. And it is one of those situations where it's so bad, it's good. Yes. Yeah. Sit down. If you have a significant other, sit down and watch it with them. This is what I do with Matt, not my other, but for the sake of this podcast, he is the other, other significant other. That's true. I'm your side bitch. That's a sentence. Also your side bitch said I, or your main bitch said I spoil you. So we'll figure that out. There's a lot of, if you haven't jealousy out, going you, on in there, if you haven't figured out with uh, your, one of your dishes for dinner this week. Oh yeah. 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 I saw her snapping photos and I assume that there was a transfer. Of, well, she asked uh, me for the recipe. So, Oh, <laughs> I gave her that, and then I told her, I was like, by the way, I cheated fresh loaf of bread. So <laughs> I had dinner rolls. Yeah. I was like, I might have garnered a little bit of favor with the fresh bread thing. And she's like, you spoil him. And I was like, well, you know, sometimes. Not uh, $65 worth of barbecue spoiled, but holy shit, a lot of barbecue. Anyway, you should go watch the show Baggage. And watch it with a significant <clears throat> other and play along with them. Because while they're not only commentating on people's horrible lifestyle choices you get to play who does he eliminate who does he pick and all the things that go along with the show which baggage goes with which contestant yep it's fun oh yeah that's right round two which baggage goes with which contestant it's a fun time yep that being said this is a gaming podcast and we'll get back to our own self-promotion thanks to the three people that listen we appreciate you self-promotion Self-promotion. Something I'm actually terrible at for as arrogant as I am. It's like jumbo shrimp in here. Oxymoron. (laughs) But here's things I can promote, Matt. Do jumbo shrimp taste? God damn it. I had a good segue. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Does jumbo shrimp taste different than regular shrimp? Regular shrimp. Uh, No. If we're saying that they're the same type of shrimp. Is there... Yes. Yeah, there's different types of shrimp. Yeah, there's location, locational shrimp, the same way there's different types of fish. Seafood. Just confuses me. (laughs) I see food and I eat it. Speaking of things that I see and eat, new releases came out this week because I lost my good segue. (laughs) See and consume. New releases. New releases include, number one, the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend for the Switch. Spoiler alert, I hate every game that came out this week. Or everything that's on this list. I hate it. It's a short list. It is. And I hate it. But anyway, collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend for the Switch, December 15th. I don't know why I left the dates in this time. Uh, Fall Guys Season 3 has officially started. Then, uh, number three was GTA Online's Kayo Pariko Heist has officially dropped. 
number four MXGP 2020 for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Take that back. One thing that we don't hate, Matt, bike racing games. And That's fair. number five, not that we ever call out any. Actually, I think we do call out all of them, but the one we always usually focus on is Isle of Man, TT Isle of Man. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> going, it's a year in review episode while not being one. The problem with bike racing games is they're never like you're motorcycle. Not a, well, because you're not in an arcade cabinet. Yeah, they're never as good as you'd want them to be. Because we all agree. Uh, number five, uh, PUBG Season 10 apparently started and is PUBG still going. And that's all the new releases. Back to the bike thing. We have a PUBG story. Oh, interesting. Of sorts. Blue Point or PUBG? Uh, it's PUBG of sorts. PUBG adjacent? PUBG adjacent. Interesting. That's a guess. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, the thing with bike racing games. Now, we've all sat on the arcade cabinets with the bikes. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you even played the game, you 100% leaned as far as you could to one side or the other. Yeah. Doing the good old, I'm going to I'm gonna put my knee to the, as low as it gets, the same way they take it into corners. Yeah. I can drive racing cabinets decently. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm no world, I wouldn't last in a, in a competition, let's be fair. But in a group of friends, Matt and I would be putting each other to the test. Yeah. Until he pits me in the final corner. It's competition. Yeah, until he, put, until he puts me in the final corner and I'm screwed. Until it gets 30. Yeah, which would be actually probably <laughs> off the start, depending on which game we're playing. You do the double gas pedal, get the flames going, cruising USA, the whole thing. If we start doing Fast and Furious and we're saving codes and unlocking our cars, it gets to be a whole other thing. Anyway, back to the bikes. Hydro Thunder. Ooh. Hydro Thunder. Anyway, don't, don't get me going because I want the good boat. Exactly. Yeah. Boat. Uh, throttle. Gas, yeah. Throttle. I want to say gas pedal, speedometer. None of those were right. <laughs> the thing with the bikes, I could never drive them successfully. No, there was some wonkiness that happened to those cabinets. I, I, I don't know if it wasn't one to one or spoiler alert. I don't know how to drive a bike that fast or a bike at all. So I would just be like, all right, that's a corner. Slight lean. And the whole thing's gone. I'm in the dirt. Yeah. It was like slightly, and all of a sudden the, bar, the bike was like, oh, 90 degree turn? Okay. Yeah, the only way I was going to make it is if I just slowed down so far that I was just cruising around the corner at like 30 miles an hour, like, I can do this. But the moment you're like, I need to actually race and go into the corner hard, I, uh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I wonder if it's, um, I'd have to test the theory by finding a bike arcade <laughs> cabinet, which for five grand, you could probably have one. I wonder if it's like genuinely set up to drive like a bike where you have to counter steer in the corner. Like you lean uh, the way you want to go, but then you counter steer. So I have to drift into the corner on a bike? Not really. Dri- it it sounds that way in word description, but. Listen, I don't know enough about bike racing. I just like watching it. And I do at some point want to escape with you to the Isle of Man and sit on one of those cobblestone walls as somebody going 250 flies past us on a motorcycle. That'd be pretty dope. And just sit there and drink all day. It's the same yeah. thing what I want to do with yeah. uh, Pike's Peak. Yeah. Get partway up on one of the corners where you can see a decent amount of the track and just hang out with a small George Foreman or propane-style Coleman and a cooler full of drinks. And that just that's where I am today. I'm just going to watch all these cars go by. This is the issue that's going to be post-pandemic is that 
people have been cooped up with the pandemic, haven't been able to do things. Everyone's just going to be like, fuck it. I'm doing it. So we're going to want to go do these things. But then we're going to com- be competing with the 800 million other people who are feeling the same way. So we're just going to play video games all the time. That's true. <laughs> How dangerous. Do you want evens or odds? I don't care. Um, you know, no, you pick. I pick every damn week. Let me see what's interesting. I here. haven't looked. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I'll just start. Fuck it. All right, number one. The Game Awards were popular. So popular, in fact, that the Spo- audience... Spoiler alert, Matt. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, the audience grew 84% year over year. last year. Yeah. And these are the numbers I appreciate, Matthew. At the peak of the event, there were 8.3 million concurrent viewers worldwide. Uh, some other useless numbers... Twitch alone accounted for 2.63 million concurrent viewers globally, which was double last year's number. Uh, 9,000 content creators were co-streaming the show. It's a lot of creators. 91% more than last year. Uh, audience voting also doubled, hitting 18.3 million. Huh. So a lot of participation, which I like that. Planes out last of us one. Not really. Because it's 90-10. We did that whole episode last thing. But. Explains ghost, I guess. Explains ghost and the mm-hmm. people's choice, whatever. But yeah. Good to see it still growing. Huge. Grew I think, huge. I think we're only gonna get bigger. I think the content creator part of that is the big is the big stat to take away. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think people were aware you could co-stream it last year, but I, I think last year might have been the first time you could. Uh, they had the good co-streaming like tie-in before. I think you had to go find a stream and then stream the stream, where this time was the co-stream of doing it. That feels uh, right. And this year, I think that more people, more people have also started streaming in terms of. Not started streaming, but more people have started that are in the media industry mm-hmm. have started streaming. Streaming is more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, streaming is more mainstream. Yeah, and I hate that sentence for some reason, but <laughs> I know it sounds like it has stream twice in it, but the your your big guys might have already been doing it. Loop, doc, uh courage. Somebody on Mixer might have been doing it. <laughs> Rip. But the the average, like, obviously Troy Baker wasn't doing it, but you could have seen him doing it and all those other people of, that have kind of shown up in 2020 into streaming things of just being like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So, Yep. Interesting, though. I... I would not have expected it to grow that much over a single year, but true. Also, we kind of are in our own bubble where like the Game Awards is like a normal thing for us, which might not be the case for a lot of people. Like theoretically, there could be people who are like, oh, the Game Awards. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, You never know. Interesting. 
interesting times to be alive. Sorry, I'm uh, messaging things. Interesting time indeed. And even more interesting, let me bring you up to the next story. Of number two. Microsoft announced that the EA Play rollout on PC as part of Xbox Game Pass has been delayed until sometime in 2021. Originally, the partnership was supposed to go into effect on Tuesday. I, I, weird. I don't know why. It was random. Uh, there was like a statement issued, but essentially it boiled down to EA needed more time to make it work, I think. Which is weird to me, but... Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I want to say, though. Game Pass? Well, first off, <laughs> we need to get our, our token Game Pass comment in. Game Pass is still a great service, even without EA Play. And let's all remember that the EA Play getting baked in with Game Pass is only the bottom level of EA Play. So it's just the trial stuff. Yep. Except for Jedi Fallen Order, whenever that does happen, that'll be, that'll be the full full enchilada but the rest of it is just your 10 hour trials the other thing to remember matt not to remember the other thing i saw about microsoft recently within the last 48 hours and it's already sold out but apparently at some point microsoft was selling ugly christmas sweaters oh now when i say ugly christmas sweaters i'm pretty sure it was the old windows logo on a christmas sweater the old Windows logo being the black windows with the blue, green, orange, and yellow and the little, like, trail. Trail? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted, after I saw it, it, I saw it after the person was like, oh, they're already, like, I didn't buy one when I could have, and now they're sold out. hmm I wanted one. After I saw that it was sold out, obviously I wanted one. But I wanted one only to wear to work. See, I think a better, ugly Christmas sweater would be Windows Vista. Just a Windows logo would be sh- would be shill enough mm-hmm. that I think it would be funny. Even if I was wearing a different operating system, even Apple, like an old Mac, if I had a Commodore 64 ugly Christmas sweater, if I had uh, a Debian, an Ubuntu, a Red Hat, any, any true distribution ugly Christmas sweater to wear into an IT place on the holidays would get enough eyes rolled that I'd be happy with myself. That's fair. Because somebody would be like, are you serious? I'd be like, you're damn, well, why not? <laughs> uh, are you telling me I'm wrong? Nerds. It's the same way that I want to get the lamp from a Christmas story and find a way to plug it in somewhere in the office. I hate that movie. So do I... <laughs> I I don't hate that movie as much as I hate It's a Wonderful Life. See, It's a Wonderful Life, I am okay with. I I hate them both for their cult favoritism. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life I find extremely boring, which makes sense. It's actually supposed to be a semi-heartfelt movie, and it's slow, and it's all about the scene where Atticus Finch tries to jump off the bridge at the end. But <laughs> <laughs> six movies brought into that books whatever <laughs> i don't also don't remember a bunch of uh it's, it's a wonderful life i think i've been forced to watch it maybe twice mm-hmm. don't remember much i, I do remember it... i do remember there is a scene on a bridge though because i'm pretty sure somebody is debating committing suicide 
Maybe. And then they have to like save him because it's not all that bad is their whole bullshit. Either way, if I'm wrong, don't tell me. With <laughs> with a Christmas story, I get really annoyed because the only thing that ever gets pulled out of it is you'll shoot your eye out and for Chile. The only two things people pull out of that. I would appreciate people knowing the actual name of the BB gun, which is always fun. Uh, or the whole Ovaltine code cracker scenario. That was, that's what I was going to say was you got to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. That was the other one that's always brought up all the time. Yeah. With well, the and that one's also, ring. that one's brought up for multiple reasons. It's brought up for the secret Dakota ring. And it's also brought up for like that movie. But I mean, the, see, is he, he going to, is it a Daisy? The Red Rider BB gun. Is it Red Rider? Okay. Yeah. And it's, there's a, there's more to that though. It's a Red Rider something something BB gun. Yeah. It might be the, the char- character's name. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it Tommy was, yeah, it was like, like a TV show thing or yeah, something. Yeah. And the Ovaltine thing is also because that was the commercial tagline at the time was remember to drink your Ovaltine. So that was just, when people were watching the movie, that was just playing on the radio anyway. So you have a bunch of old fucks that are like, Make sure kids drink your old teen. And I'm like, never had that in my house. Get out. My, gra- <laughs> my grandmother had it at her house. I don't think it was ever in a house that I know it was in. That's a weird sentence when you think about the logic in it. Yeah, I get it. But family-wise, I can't think of a house I was in that I know that Ovaltine was present. I think the only powder would have been Nesquik. Yeah. Which that's what I... But I also never powdered my milk. They did Ovaltine, and then we got Nesquik, and my my grandparents kept a stash. You know? I remember the Nesquik commercials and that weird fucking rabbit thing. And then uh, what was great about it was they would always let me make my. This is where my chocolate milk fetish started. They'd always let me make my own chocolate. Milk. A lot of chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of chocolate, not much milk. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh. Fun fact, don't give a shit about chocolate milk. Well, like I've had it, uh, stay fair, because you can get the good old quarter, quarter milk. Yeah. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. I'd go through that line and spend $50 if I could. Yeah. But I'd also find myself in not great state fair bathrooms. Yeah. Column A, column B. <laughs> you win some, lose some. That being said, I've gone through it multiple times. I've gone like, you know, I'll take some white. Eh, you know what? Well, give me some chocolate. Let's mix it up. Let's, you know. Flavor palette here. Make it a little different. And I get the chocolate one, and I'm like, the small little glass you get, I don't know, what is that, eight, eight ounces, maybe? <laughs> I don't even think it's that. The four yeah. ounces. Yeah. Then. Shots. Yep. Shots of milk, basically. It might be two shots. And I get that of chocolate, I go, that is enough for me. I am satisfied there. But I still like chocolate ice cream. I like a chocolate milkshake. I like other ways that it's done. Just as a pure chocolate liquid, I'd rather just drink chocolate syrup. Well, 2020. No state fair in 2020. Also took my ability to appreciate chocolate milk away, so. (laughs) Motherfuckers. It really is sad (laughs) with all the food that we've been getting and not that we've been gorging ourselves, but let's be honest, it's been pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. All the all the deliciousness we've been getting, and you can't fucking taste any of it. Nope. 
I can I can taste salt. Yeah, like you can you, tell you, when you, something you, has less salt in it. Yeah, and that's you really managed, it. you managed salt and pepper tonight. Yeah, uh, and you can get a little bit of heat sometimes. But it was funny in discussing our recipe. She messages me, "Hey, do you have a recipe for that?" He says, "You really liked it." Yada yada. I was like, "Yeah, I'll give you the recipe I used." And then she messages me after you've tried it, and he says, "It, it's it's good. It does taste different, but it's like a good different." And I was like, "Okay, interesting." Because I also warned her beforehand. I was like, "You know, you do remember." Your husband can't taste a damn yeah, thing, right? Which makes sense now because it would be the consistency that was different. Like, yes, and that's exactly what I told her because she sent me the picture of it, and I went, "Your consistency is quite different." Yeah, because I soaked the shit and melted my parm. Mm-hmm. Hers was not. Yeah, I don't know what else. That was the only thing I could tell. And also, my bread was better than dinner rolls, but you know. Yeah. So the I do love me a dinner roll. No, no hate. The consistency was different, and she used like. The proportioning of the ingredients was different. Interesting. Yeah. Also... Which has been a big debate in my house because, like most Americans, like we have a lot of chicken. Okay. And I'm just sick of it. And whenever we make a chicken dish, she always there's always a fuck ton of chicken in it. And I'm like, if I'm having tortellini, yeah, I want the there, tortellini there to be... There specifically was not much chicken in mind. Yeah, I want the tortellini to be, you know, the main... There was, actually, I think, as close as I could find, which might have been 0.2 pounds off of the exact measurement that the recipe said for. Yeah. And you saw the thighs. They're fucking tiny anyway. Yeah, yeah. So but that's just been the... It, it was funny when she's messaging me, like, I'm going to make it for tonight. I was like... I mean, luckily you live where you do because... If I was going to, at whatever time it was, you message me, be like, I'm going to make that for tonight. I'm looking at a late dinner. <laughs> yeah. I think we also, end up going a different route anyway. Did anyways. you go cheese tortellini? Yes. I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Yeah, did we did cheese cheese, yeah. cheese tortellini. Um, this is completely unrelated to the gaming news we're in the middle of. Yeah. I distracted fine. us with Christmas sweaters. Um, What else did we do? We did like the ganache. Is that how you say that? The potato ganache is is a thing yeah like it's like a potato pasta type thing oh my god i'm dying here i i'm just gonna say yes but i'm not honestly don't know so i don't fucking know either that was good we'll have to do that sometime anyways uh (laughs) listen i got enough barbecue i gotta eat before i leave leu technology holdings is finally closing on a deal to be sold uh shareholders have approved uh, an acquisition by Chinese giant Tencent. According to PC Games Insider, Tencent could spend $1.3 billion on the company. Uh, Leiu owns Warframe developers Digital Extremes, UK work-for-hire studio Splash Damage, and publisher Athlon Games. Uh, the latter is currently working on a Lord of the Rings MMO with Amazon. Uh, there was a point in time when Sony was rumored to be interested, but apparently Tencent won out because money... Speaks. Volumes. Still interested to see how that Lord of the Rings MMO comes out. Yeah, uh, there was another thing that I came across while looking for news where um, apparently it's supposed to be out in 2022. We'll see. Amazon, I think, is making a big Lord of the Rings push. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but they also have New World. So how does Amazon drop this is, two MMOs? That was my same exact thought. And that one supposedly was in development since... 2018. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So it probably uses that same fucking Lumberyard engine. Lumberyard, yeah. And uh, so they have their show coming out, which they hired a 
stupid amount of actors for. Like, they casted, like, 20 or 30 people. Is this going to go the way of Defiance? Yes. Oh. No, I don't know that for sure, but they're making this weird push. But that's not a good prediction. So, the, the current Lord of the Rings online is getting a graphical update that coincides with the TV show launching. And then they're coming out with a new Lord of the Rings MMO in 2022. Ugh. So it's like, what are we doing here? Uh, I, mm, I I got a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I am not a fan. Number four. Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony released a joint statement expressing a collective commitment to, ins- to ensuring their online spaces are free from hate and harassment and safe for younger players. The company said they will, quote, continue investing in evolving and amplifying approaches to user safety, end quote, prioritizing the safety of their most vulnerable players. The trio grouped their commitments under three principles, prevention, partnership, and responsibility. We could go into detail about what each of these principles mean, but it's your typical PR speak. Nate would like to add a note here that says, no shit, they're trying to remove hate and harassment, Uh, but spoiler alert, eh, you can't. Yeah. So they did in their statement, their joint statement or whatever, they outlined details behind each one of their like core principles. Yeah. And it was like the most generic PR worded thing I've ever seen. It literally said nothing, but was just like all these feel good things. My favorite part is the easiest way to do this. And somebody would complain, but the easiest way to do this, remove chat. In all aspects. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I thought, like, whatever happened to... Make somebody make it somebody else's problem. Remove chat in all aspects and make it somebody else's yeah. problem. Be like, all right, Discord. You <laughs> You get in here. Um, didn't... Ask, was it the 360 that had the segments, the, the, like the underground? Yes, the... 360 had community groups of outlaw underground yeah. street like a bunch of weird things where they're like yeah categorize yourself by what you're okay to see and talk about and it's like what the fuck is that because <laughs> you know, I feel you like know that... no kid is gonna look at it and go well i'm not gonna choose the underground yeah so the the funny thing is though that's like hey like shouldn't you... it not be the parents responsibility to like here's the problem hmm I could tangent very hard, very quickly into this, but I don't want to go that far uh, because there was something similar that was brought up with uh, late, the latest MLB news. Okay. Which I thought I we were going to go know. No, no, no. into the fucking COD Twitch ban thing. COD Twitch ban thing. A freaking six-year-old kid who's playing COD. Oh, no. I, I mean, we could go to the Twitch simp version and incel banning. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. <laughs> uh, but we, we'll ignore both of those for the the part of this story. I don't know if you know the most recent MLB news. Pretty landmark thing to happen. We'll talk about it not on this. Uh, but you should take a look at it. I think you'd find it very interesting for historical things and you as a budding baseball fan. The only nice... thing I saw was that it was a rule change. Not thing. even what we're talking about. Okay. Bigger. Much bigger. Okay. Historically bigger. Anyway. The issue is that people don't like facing the truth. Parents refuse to believe they suck. 
Now, yes, you do have parents that don't suck. I have parents that don't suck. I assume yours don't. They're pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure everybody has aspects of sucking. We all do. How it works. But a parent would much rather blame a corporation for not parenting their child than they would parent their child. Yep. How dare you put boobs on my TV when I can't just explain to my child what boobs are. There's a lot of weird angles I can take that the rest of that conversation. I'm not going to go there just yet. But parents are inherently shitty. We've experienced it for I don't know how much of a millennia that we worked in retail. Probably wasn't that many years, but let's be honest. Feels like a lifetime. And uh, you'd have somebody come in and go, hey, I want to buy GTA whatever number for little Tommy here. And Tommy looks like a fucking spring chicken staring up at you. Because he's not taller than your knee. <laughs> and all he can think is, I'm going to go have sex with a hooker in my car and then kill her and take the $25. And you're like, not that I have any problem. Once again, don't have any problem with little Tommy playing the game. But the parent won't bother to explain to Tommy why this whole thing is not real <laughs> and how it should, you know satirically influence himself granted little tommy if he's only your knee might be four not gonna understand <laughs> satire that's not the point <laughs> they don't have a context to give it to him and all he understands is if i give a woman money and we go in a car i can hit her with a baseball bat afterwards and the money comes back out and you're <laughs> like you skipped so many steps in that conversation that we now have a problem on our hands and that's how Ted Bundy came about. You heard it here first, folks. Number, not mine. <laughs> Vin Nor Diesel. Normally when I get on those rants, I just feel like I'm supposed to go next, and I forget <laughs> that it's not me. Uh, Vin Diesel has joined Studio Wildcard as president of Creative Convergence or executive producer. Or? Or. I'm assuming mean, they are interchangeable. I'm saying, does that just mean like whatever he feels like walking in the office that day, puts on a different hat? Yeah, basically. For both the upcoming Arc 2 game and Arc the Animated Series. According to the CEO of Studio Wildcard, quote, Vin is also an accomplished gamer who has played thousands of hours of Arc Survival Evolved. He understands the game intimately and is providing direct feedback to the development process, end quote. Thousands of hours in arc <sighs> riding dinosaurs. Part of me, a large part, calls bullshit. And I have a solid bet that man has left it on in his trailer while shooting <laughs> movies. Uh, Other part of me, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all times, it's up there. Top 150. Vin Diesel will never pay someone else to do something that he doesn't think he can't do worse. Or that he can do worse. Sorry. That being said, I have thousands of hours in a while. I'm not hired as a creative director at Blizzard. Would you want to be? No. Well, <coughs> yeah, I would. <coughs> Let's be honest. I'd take it. But the... There's skull hangers. The... I, uh, 
I have I don't have problems, but I have a lot of skepticism whenever Vin Diesel is mentioned in his gamer abilities. Because we now we know he has his D and D thing. And I think he has some of his D and D characters tattooed on him, if I'm not mistaken. Not positive about that, but I think that's true. And he has he's they've talked about him having these epic D and D sessions, and I'm like, okay, I might believe you to an extent, but I've also kind of watched that man play D and D, and other than the fact that it was everybody curtailing to him, which I think is terrible, it seems so dull and dry that I can't imagine that man role playing with anything that isn't named Dom and a charger. That being said, <laughs> I'm betting if I pulled up certain people's arc histories in time, just because you have a thousand hours, let's be honest about what this really is. How much money did Vin give you in an investment for arc two? And in exchange, you gave him a title that you should probably never consult him on. Like, just keep making the game, and when he shows up and he goes, yeah, so how's this going? You pull down a different screen and show him what he was talking about. Then the moment he walked out of the room, you put that screen away and be like, good thing we're not doing that. So, what's... Because if we've all seen the Fast and Furious game. What's upsetting about this is I think what what, what I had in mind when, when creative people started to enter into the video game industry in the past couple of years, past five years. Do you mean years. Hollywood creatives? Mostly. My idea, my hope was that we would get things like Christopher Nolan or uh, uh, James Gunn. I don't know. Random people who make crazy good movies. Here's who should be doing it. It's Taika Waititi. That's what's going to be the next one on the list. That was the hope, was we'd get these people who create amazing movies, and they were like, oh, I could do some interesting things with a video game. No, we get... Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. And I know everyone loves Keanu Reeves. We get Keanu Reeves. We get fucking... Yeah, Keanu's not in there as a creative lead. He's in there playing True. a role. True. He's a la Norman Reedus, except that's even weirder to me. Mm-hmm. Because the buddy cop romance that's going on between Norman Reedus, Mad Mickelson, Kojima... And apparently Guillermo del Toro, whatever Death Stranding was. Mm-hmm. I still have to play that game. Uh, I, I think I've played what I'm going to play. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm morbidly curious because it's going to either be like uh, it's successful for whatever reason. And then, oh, like, you know, reinforces not, not, not a great direction to go. Or it fails miserably and it's fun to point and laugh at. Well, I think it'll be fun and point to laugh at even if it's extremely successful. It's true. The equivalent of me pointing and laughing at Nathan Fillion being Cade Six. Being like, ha ha, he's dead. And then you see a bunch of people that just whine and complain the entire time. Disney is uh, rumored to be rebooting Firefly. Not thrilled about that. Random (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Fillion thing going on there. Oh, I get to point and laugh at you again. The... Interesting, the part of it for me that is going to become interesting is I now have a couple of people I know that play Ark. Mm-hmm. And Ark has forever been, you know, updated modding and whatever else you can do to it. If they don't turn off the Ark servers or people start just hosting private Ark servers, what will be your reason to get to? 
So is this going to be another like Overwatch situation type thing? Well, Overwatch Two just didn't even out. Yeah, but like, but, yes, there's sim- similar conversation. I'm, I'm curious how that, how you would f- make your not make, but how how would you entice your fan base that has been playing Arc with all this stuff and whatever to just go to two? I don't I don't know how you entice them, but I'm not in that ecosystem, so. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it'd be interesting if they I don't. Went... I don't think Vin Diesel's your your poll. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they went the route of like Call of Duty Warzone where they separated like, oh, we're going to do a story thing, but oh, also yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. this. That would be interesting. Uh, but then at that point, you don't call it Arc 2. Yeah. You call it Arc Story. Number six or Arc. Arc Saga. Number Vin six. Diesel. <laughs> Vin, Di- <laughs> Vin Diesel is Arc. His character's name is Riddick. Number six, Spotify is now available on Epic Games Store, signaling developer Epic's ambitions to determine what has so far been, I stuttered so hard there, so far been strictly a game store into a more general app distribution platform. Spotify's availability on the Epic Games Store arrives as Epic is in prolonged legal battles with Apple and Google over the business models of each company's respective app store. A little bit of an update just to keep keep the thumb on the uh, Epic... Apple, Google, three-way uh, love triangle. Yeah. And Epic's like, I got this side bitch yeah. called Spotify. Yeah. Which Epic, is just... I could be in like, I want to be the side bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a... Get uh, your apps from me. It's an interesting interesting beginning move. Yeah. Shall see how it breaks down. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because like... That was... You know... I assume that was the direction that they wanted to go. They were like, oh, we want to be an app store and we should be available on all platforms. Right. And this is them being like, we let's want go, to be an app store. Do we want to be let's available. Let's go get a very easy app store. Yeah. Spotify. Next one. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Vimeo. Because you can't get YouTube. I'm trying to think of something that's like Twitch. Um, Twitch maybe might work. Uh, it's gonna be something like TikTok. Mm, yeah, yeah, TikTok. Something it's for the, the kitties. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook, yeah. WhatsApp. Get all the Facebook. Yeah, but Facebook's things. got that deal with Microsoft. But yeah, so. but they also have an antitrust thing going on. So that's true. They're vulnerable. It would look good for them. So you can take advantage. That's not a sentence. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Don't clip that. <laughs> uh, that more. being said, before we continue yes. on the Epic thing, Epic, because I'm going to cut into deals right now because I don't want to do it later because there are no other deals to talk about. You don't have to put that down. It's going to be quick. Yeah, just want to put it down. All right. Epic is doing its free, free games, one each day, 24-hour window to claim them. So yesterday was City Skylines. So if you didn't claim that, which I know you didn't, you missed out. How do you know I didn't? You're you. Am I wrong? I mean, I knew it was there, and I willingly let it go. <laughs> Disappo- disappointment. Free things. Just take them. They give you free things. You take free things. I get that, but like, it's not like I'm ever going to play it. But what if you ever wanted to, and yeah. even not, you still got it for free. You don't have to install it. It's a digital library. Why am I doing this? That was five minutes of my life that I didn't waste. Five minutes, three clicks. Yeah, no, that's I, not even five minutes. That's assuming how, I'm how at the computer, computer or near the computer. Yo, when aren't you? Uh, most of the time. Do I wish I was closer to the computer at all times? Yes. Well, don't have your wife destroy your office. It's not even that, everything. dude. I walk in that room, and then I have Samantha coming in, being like, "What are you doing?" And then I got Milo coming in, who literally is trying to crawl on top of me and barks in my face. Okay, he's allowed. As soon as I step foot in that room, everyone in the uh, one-mile radius is like, no, you have to pay attention to me. That's why I live two miles away. The the other uh, one that is available right now is Oddworld. I want to say new and tasty, but I don't remember if that's the actual name of it. Sounds right. There's an Oddworld game up right now. There will be another game tomorrow. So check Epic every day. Get free things. Even if you never play them, it just means you have them. They have to be wasting so much money on this thing. Probably. I mean, who actually buys games from the Epic Game Store? People do. Oh, also, claiming one of these free games gives you a $10 coupon to use during their holiday sale. And, Matt, fun fact, if you use that $10 coupon to buy any game, you get another $10 coupon. Yeah, 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 think about it rolling coupons take a guess how somebody bought a lot of the borderlands 3 dlc for a total combined price of about 15 dollars versus 60 that's you just really working that free real estate you buy them individually you generate a new 10 dollar coupon you go buy another one it's only five dollars you go buy another one it's only five dollars well wow big brain over there big brain maths quick maths two plus two is four minus one that's three quick maths whoa Math podcast. <laughs> Have you heard about Pythagoras? 
Uh, Something about love triangles. Electronic arts. Oh, every triangle is a love triangle if you love triangles. That's what it was. Got it. Yeah. There it is. Nailed it. Electronic arts has agreed to a deal to acquire Codemasters for approximately $1.2 billion. Uh, In explanation for the deal, Codemasters chairman, uh, Gerhard Gerard Florin. I like Gearhard better, though. Gearhard uh, Florine. <laughs> Florine. Said that both companies, quote, have a shared ambition to lead the video game racing category, end quote. You may be a little confused by this development since we were, since, uh, we were relatively sure that Take-Two was purchasing Codemasters. Um, EA decided to swoop in at the last minute with an offer roughly $300 million more than what Take-Two was offering. Uh, what will happen first? A Codemasters need for speed? Or EA running another developer into the ground? You decide. Uh, I will say using the need for speed name to run them into the ground. (laughs) Combination platter, please. (laughs) The... When we were talking about this in our little chat, it was disheartening after we were like, we came up with this idea, you know, back when the Take Two rumors happened, and we said, "What about a Midnight Club Codemasters?" Yeah. Well, that's gone. But what about an actual Need for Speed from Codemasters? I mean, that's and good. I go, I'm intrigued if you actually give it Codemasters driving, and yeah. not whatever the hell Need for Speed's driving has been lately. You have to EA would have to let EA would have to give Need for Speed to Codemasters. Yeah. And, and not say, give Codemasters to Need for Speed. Yeah. They have to look at Codemasters and go, as long as your next game is titled Need for Speed whatever, we're good. Yeah. And let them go pick an engine and do what they would like. Codemasters does proprietary engines, right? I think. I believe so, yeah. I'm going to look this up because this is, this is crucial information for any EA studio. EA deal. Also, one point two billion. What was the studio we just talked about a couple weeks ago? That was seven hundred million. That was that was this deal. Was that was this two. deal. Yeah, that's five hundred million more. The it it fluctuated because it actually okay. This and deal. there was that was in pounds and it there's oh, conversions and all this other shit. It was like between like three and four hundred million. Difference. Too many loonies and toonies out here. I'm aware it's not pounds. I get the joke. The because I also I had the same thought though, and that's yeah. Because I, I was like seven hundred million, one point two billion is closer to an evaluation I would have had for Codemasters, especially for somebody like EA who already has a racing franchise to give them. Where Rockstar or sorry Take Two would have had Midnight Club, but Midnight Club hasn't had a game since twenty. 11? So, what made Midnight Club intriguing to me was that... Uh, so, are you familiar with the, the the actual Midnight Club? I don't know. We might have had this conversation on the podcast before. I No, I'm not. So, there was a genuine... Nor there, the dub edition. I'm not familiar with either one. So, there was a, there was a, a group in Japan called Midnight Club. Okay. 
And were they, they the ones Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was based on? No, that's more of a joke than anything because I don't. Well, so we're getting really in the weeds here, but oh, Tokyo sorry. Drift is is based on like the tuner scene and in, right, in yeah. Japan, and that kind of was kicked off by Midnight Club and what they were doing. So. Midnight Club was a super exclusive club that basically was a bunch of Japanese businessmen and rich people. And they also, some of them owned or owned portions of prominent tuner companies in Japan in like the late 90s and maybe mid-90s. So they basically, they were a small group and they would do top speed runs on the Japanese highway. Right up until I got roasted by what's his name? You know the guy I'm talking about, right? Is it a the 9-11 tuner? Yeah, I don't remember his name. Now it's really bugging me because the entire style is based off of that man. But yeah. Oh, you talking about? Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. Fuck. Um, but yes, the guy that comes—he custom builds. You have—he comes yep. to you to build yep. the entire thing. Comes from that same yeah era. Um. And a lot of like the really prominent Japanese tuning companies now were, that's where their yeah. roots are. So they have all of a sudden become active again because what happened was there was a really bad crash at one point. Some uh, by innocent bystanders were killed, and that was one of their core principles. Was that never never kill a bystander? Yeah, essentially <laughs> never harm. I do like that would be in your rules, though. Don't kill spectators. <laughs> Never harm, like, outside bystanders. For the record, that's ever in one of our PAX panel. That is on our rules. Don't <laughs> kill the attendees. <laughs> so they shut down. Um, and all of a sudden, over the past year, they've become more, they've become active again. Like, they, they all of a sudden, like, social media accounts started popping up and, like, uh, all these different things. So they came into the 21st century type of thing. Yeah. Like, they all decided to, like, oh, let's, let's start doing this again. You guys hear Instagram the thing? So, you know, Matt being a uh, car nerd and also video game nerd, I was like, I I was like putting pieces together. Like, uh, oh, that would be you had really your red, cool. You had your red yarn up on your thumbtack. Yeah, board exactly. So a bunch of pictures of just weird Japanese car tuners. You're like, it all spins back to Vin Diesel. <laughs> so that was a really long story to tell you that uh, EA just crushed all my hopes and dreams. As per usual. Wait yeah. till Master But hey, sucks. you know, maybe we'll get a, a new underground made by Codemasters. There's hope still. Riders on the storm. <laughs> I can go boot that up on the GameCube right now, Underground 2. That's going to be the first track to play is Riders on the Storm. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to be driving around in the pitch black where I can't see shit. Just, yeah. I hate this game. <laughs> Number eight. Steam broke its own concurrent users record twice in the past couple of days. The all-time high for concurrent users now sits at 248 million the new record is most likely related to the le- release of cyberpunk which two hours after its launch had one million concurrent users on steam in other steam news valve has launched the new steam news hub in other other news more than two hours after its launch clearly does probably not have one million concurrent users I'll talk about that later um yeah news hub cool don't use it yeah i wouldn't i don't use any of the stuff that they and yeah, I'll, I I'm, I literally, <laughs> I open Steam, I go, that's my library. I need to buy something, go to the store tab. Otherwise, stay in my library. Don't yep. tempt me, devil woman. <laughs> I know the sales you show in those <laughs> shops. 
I use the workshop every once in a while. We're like, oh, you can do mods for this game. Cool. Yeah, and usually that's me going, I need a new skin pack for Football Manager. Yep. And I need the logo packs because I need to get around licensing. <laughs> but those are you usually download and blah, 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 and whatever. That's stuff we don't give a shit about. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Apple has introduced new app privacy labels on its stores which allow users to see what type of data is collected by the applications they download and use. These new labels mean developers now need to disclose their privacy practices when they submit an app to the App Store. Announced at WWDC 2020 in June, these labels take the form of an app privacy summary available on each product's page, disclosing the, quote, types of data the apps might collect, whether that data is shared with third party, and the other and the option for users to opt out end quote this information is displayed across three categories data used to track you data linked to you and data not linked to you apps who fail to comply with the new policy will not be removed from the store but apple will not let them be updated until their privacy information is displayed have you seen i i've seen some screenshots and stuff pop up on uh, reddit i have not of uh like, I don't think I'm in those circles. If the it's like hardware, it's not even like the Apple. Oh, I, I still haven't. Even usually, like in my hardware ones are like PC, build yeah. a PC and stuff. It's not. It's pretty entertaining, or it's, or it's home lab things. So it's it's pretty entertaining. Uh, it'd be nice to see this type of thing disseminate to all i'm surprised this isn't more of a thing especially after like gdpr and a bunch of other stuff mm. uh i think this is just it's on its way yeah yeah it should have happened sooner and it's on its way now mm. i actually just got an advertisement the other day for some company don't remember their name so shout out to whoever the fuck you were <laughs> uh about their whole thing was you can get them and they will go and I don't know if it's an app or what it was, but they basically go in and turn all this privacy shit off on you type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you can all the stuff that's tracking you, all this, you know, locations and microphones that are turned on and yada, yada, like all those things. So they just turn them off type of thing. I was like, that seems like a good idea, but also seems a very good way for you to get the information. If you just say, hey. I'll gladly go around your house and turn off all your lights for you. You just have to let me in the door. Matt, I would like to offer you a service where <laughs> I personally come by and turn off all the lights in your house when you go to bed at night. You just need to give me a key to your front door. Yeah. How do you feel? Thoughts? I'll do it for free. I might every now and then yell about Spotify Premium. Just a sidetrack. It's a thing that happens. I also might contact a random server every 10 minutes for no reason. Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm turning off your lights. Have you heard that you get Spotify Premium? Removes all these ads I'm talking about right now. Beep, boop, 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 beep. All right, Charlie downloaded your data. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> now I turn off all your lights and I leave. Hmm classic it's classic when you had the visuals for it if only i was wearing a corduroy coat and there was just a giant green <laughs> screen behind me oh i love a caster so good 
Number 10. Riot Games is working on a League of Legends MMO. The company's VP of IP and Entertainment, Greg Street, randomly dropped it on Twitter Tuesday. Quote, My recent job at Riot has been to develop the League universe, which we're going to need. Because it is time. I got, I'm going to reread this whole thing. I don't know what. Listen, this tweet. We're doing this like a WWE intro. Here we go. Right. Actually, this might be a good approach. There we go. My recent job at Riot. This is him. Picture this now. If you ever watch WWE or any wrestling, this is going to be him who's now done his good old walk. The whole fireworks have gone off. And he is now standing center ring addressing the crowd that wants to hate him because he works for Riot. Which is clearly a heel. A heel. Okay. But he's going to give the people what they've been wanting. So this is him turning face. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) My recent job at Riot has been to develop the League universe. Which, let's be honest people, we're going to need. But it is time. My new job is to kick off a big... And some of you might even say massive game that many of you and many rioters around the world have been asking us to create. End quote. <laughs> when a follower asked if it was an MMO, he simply replied, It is an MMO. And then you just get the crowd. <sighs> Fireworks go off. Eruptions. He drops the mic on the stage and slowly walks back up the ramp. There it is. I'm doing a lot more quotes like that. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Wait till we have a really morbid one and I do it that way. (laughs) I would like to announce... Is that like a thing now? We we do all quotes like (laughs) WWE wrestlers? Just down in the middle of the stage... We've had a lot of sexual harassment in this company. And I am here to tell you that I committed half of it. (laughs) Essentially, what would be happening? Assassin's Creed Valhalla should not have had a female lead. Boo, boo. Just a bunch of turn heel. Uh, Well, soundboard. All, all, All we need now... Pivot, new idea. Boom mics. I'm going to get the WWE style microphone, like the square yeah, on yeah. this, and just add it to what we already have. Mm-hmm. I'll get the extension thing that's really unnecessary for these microphones because yep. we don't need it, but I'll do that. I'll walk around the entire time. Arms out, big wide arms like this. Mm-hmm. Looking to nobody clearly. Yeah. Put some stuffed animals up so I have some type of a crowd. Fuck this. Pro sports team did cardboard cutouts. We'll do that. They're cheap. Is our just go to FYE and steal all the ones they have in front of it? Is our podcasting desk going to be the announcer table that breaks as soon as you look at it? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then every now and then we throw a sex doll from off camera, and I spike it through the announcer table, so we just have a breakaway table and then rebuild it. <laughs> it's like those Hot Wheel cars where you can slam them and the doors and everything fly open. Yep. We can just squish the announcer table. Actually, if we make the announcer table just out of like foam. And we just push it all the way down, and then it just springs back to where it was. We're like, all right, cool. Sex doll, only reason because I don't want to put somebody's actual body through it, but I need something that's decently sized and recognizable as semi-human. <laughs> semi-human. 
Uh, Pig carcass will also do, but I don't think any of us can throw one. And I'll start to smell after a while. Yeah. Not that a sex doll won't, but... I'm not using it. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Are you going to go buy a used one? You cheap fuck. <laughs> uh, community-driven chat platform Discord raised over $100 million in funding, bringing its valuation to $7 billion, according to TechCrunch. The company's valuation doubled in just six months as its number of monthly active subscribers users just reached 140 million. It's a lot of users. Yeah, that, that's there for two reasons. 140 million users. $7 billion. Discord. Crazy. Do you remember what Slack just sold for? I do not. I'm going to find out. Hold on. Because Slack just got sold to a company in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, this will be a good... I'm so, like, out of the loop on Discord because, like, I don't have... I don't like people. Salesforce bought Slack for $27.7 billion. Jesus. So, if anybody wants a rough comparison of where Discord stands versus Slack in valuation, not fucking close. <laughs> About $20 billion difference. But, Discord does what it does very well. So does Slack, obviously, but Slack gets the corporate angle. Discord's not there yet. I just don't. I just don't know. Listen, Skype had to die for this, all right? (laughs) Actually, Skype died for Teams, but that's a different discussion. Yeah, which is pretty fucking terrible. It's actually not that bad. I contend that Teams is not bad. I if think, you use it for I specific think, things. I think Teams is not bad pending how your organization implements it. Yes. If you use Teams as Microsoft... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As Microsoft markets it, it's not good. Sure. I don't know how they market it. I just use it. I don't pay attention to the... Marketing. It's not. It doesn't seem to work well as like an all all encompassing does everything. I mean, it works basically like Discord. Basically, mine is. There's not. Like do you this. use Zoom? Do I use Zoom? Yes. Uh, I've used it once this year. In lieu of Teams. No. You, so you use Teams for video chat. I use Teams for work stuff, and I don't video chat in Teams. Okay. Video chat in Teams, very limited. Oh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, video chat in Discord is also limited until you pay. <clears throat> you become a Nitro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Back in 2019, for, when former Visceral Games boss Glenn Schofield announced the launching, or sorry, announced the launch of Striking Distant Studios, he said its first game would be, quote, an original narrative in the PUBG universe, end quote, which is a really weird thing to say. Fast forward to last week, and we see the announcement of the Callisto Protocol, a spiritual successor to Dead Space. Surely this new game can't possibly take place in the PUBG universe. Surely. Or can it? In an interview with IGN, Schofield said that the Callisto Protocol is in fact set in the PUBG universe as it was originally billed, but 300 years after the events of PUBG. Fret not, though. It sounds like he still wants the game to be scary. Schofield said, quote, From what I hear, it's hard to be the creative and talk nicely about it. But from what I hear, Dead Space 
was one of the scarier games of its generation, and I want to do the same on next gen, or what's considered now the current gen. Good job, Glenn. We're trying to make you really feel like you're in this world, even though it's you escaping from this prison, and you've got to survive these unthinkable horrors, end quote. Horror game in PUBG universe. Weird. 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 I like that like it's in the PUBG universe, but also three hundred years later, just so we're not even yeah. close to PUBG. Yep. Like, yeah, I also wrote Lord of the Rings. Fifteen thousand years after it happened. Have you guys heard of Cyberpunk? <laughs> <laughs> the riders of Pan Am will come again. <clears throat> Pan Am, favorite character so far? Just saying. Is that Cyberpunk? Yeah. Her and I are tight. We're like best friends. I'll remember that for when I have a frame of reference. You'll, I mean, you'll run into her no matter what, but I, uh, I went back. Speaking of cyberpunk. Oh, look at what I did there. It's like a segue. We got a whole breakdown. We got cyberpunk news. A lot of Because there's been a lot of it, but I didn't even cover everything. So if there's something you want to talk about, something that you feel. Honestly, hey, probably not. Okay. There's going to be enough here and there's going to be a, a lot of it would just be us shitting on it. <clears throat> mostly me because i've played it you haven't so this weekend i will um bloomberg obtained an email from studio head and cyberpunk 2077's creative director adam badowski is that how you say that yep uh assuring staff that they will still receive any bonuses they earned for work on cyberpunk 2077 disregarding a previous condition about the game's review scores quote after consideration, we believe that measure is simply not fair under the circumstances. We understand the lengths and complexity involved to make this a rea- reality, and still you did everything you could to deliver an ambitious special game, end quote. So, that's nice, I guess. Um, CD Projekt Red has issued a statement following complaints of glitches and game-breaking bugs on the PlayStation and Xbox versions of Cyberpunk 2077, apologizing for not being more transparent about how the title performs on the previous generation consoles. Via Twitter, part of the statement reads, quote, We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. End quote. If anybody is shocked, it's this point. Like I'm not, so I'm just that's I'm no. not interrupting him because yeah. <laughs> uh, following a litany of issues with Cyberpunk 2077, a number of people are seeking refunds on the game, but are struggling to get them. CD Projekt Red's initial statement said to seek refunds from the retailers where the original purchase was made. Obviously, we all know how that would go poorly. A couple days later, the developer released a new statement saying, "If you are unable to obtain a refund for the game from the store where you bought it." Please contact us via email until December 21st. And then I got a few updates on how that refunds are, how they're going. Sony has since responded to the situation with this statement. Quote, SIE strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store. SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation Store until further notice. End quote. Which is both versions. That includes the PS5 version. In case, yeah, in case you did not understand that, Sony has delisted the game from their store. 
and they, they didn't. They've never done this for a AAA title. They've never done this for a AAA title. Um, no I did Man's read Sky into was this. Not delisted. I did read into this a little bit, and there's a good explanation. I mean, a logical explanation as to why they did it. Well, um, yeah, there's not an illogical one. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. Microsoft has said that it will offer refunds to anyone who has purchased Cyberpunk 2077 digitally from the Microsoft Store until further notice. But they have they've kept the, they've the kept game the, up yeah, for sale. Yeah. Which they and, have kind of partnering things with them, so it'd be weird yeah. to not. They also added a warning though. Ah. That the game has lots of glitches and bugs. So people have theorized that the reason for Sony delisting the game is because they don't have a refund policy that can handle the situation. And so they have to do every, like they are creating a system and doing it special for the situation. Mm -hmm. And instead of having to deal with it over and over again, they're just, they stop selling the game. Yeah. Cut your losses. So you don't have to deal with new cases and only deal Mm -hmm. with the amount that you have currently out. Because they're essentially, I guess they have to. They they are paying the fees to process transactions and yeah. refunds on every single one, and to keep doing it. Whereas Microsoft's refund policy and system is set up differently, so they can yeah handle they it. set theirs up. I don't know when we covered it last year mm-hmm. when they kind of did something similar to Steam when we saw all that refund stuff coming in about uh, customer purchase protection and stuff. I did not realize how bad it was because I haven't been keeping up with it which yeah, it's bad um it's to exemplify really- how bad it is with the refunds thing this one shocked me uh even best buy has updated their refund policy specifically for this game best buy said they would allow returns of the game for full refunds through december 21st including opened packages which in case you're curious or you don't understand why that's such a big deal no Brick and mortar in its right mind will ever take a full refund on an opened game and actually give you a full refund, not an exchange, and yada yada. Yeah. Brick and mortar normally, if you give them an open game, no matter when it came out, you lost five to ten dollars walking out of the store with it. And then if it's opened, you usually, except for like GameStop being the one exclusion to this. You can walk in with an open game to a Target or whatever, but you're doing an exchange for a copy of the same game in their policies. So this is quite funny and massive. Um, Go ahead and hit that last part there. Uh, We talked about the CD Projekt Red shares dropping um, over the past couple weeks, I think now. Um, but the tumbling share price of CD Projekt Red has cost the studio's founders uh, more than $1 billion in wealth. Um, and, you know, rich people being rich people, but it's still interesting that... Still money. Yeah. I mean, they they essentially went from having roughly $4 billion in wealth to three or less, slightly yeah. less. Uh, so... Let's go back to October. All right, we're in October. And our discussion surrounding Cyberpunk and when we first see it get delayed. You know, still looking forward to it, yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. 
we knew, I'm pretty sure we called this from the beginning. There was no way it would run on PS4s and Xbox Ones. Yeah. Without that being the baseline and it not making a difference if you played it on next gen. Mm-hmm. But there's no, we just knew there was no way. Still, we were excited. I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, I was. Mm-hmm. Delay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Delay again. All right. We're into December now. We go through all of November. Uh, studio heads come out and say it runs surprisingly well on the old consoles, which surprisingly, you're right. It's surprisingly shit. <laughs> uh, so there's there's a lot of horrible dishonesty in things that I wanted to say I didn't think CDPR was capable of. I think but we all... that would be my naivety and for some reason me making an exception of my hate for humans. We all fell into that trap. But we did. And you know, luckily I'm playing on PC. I've talked about the issues I've had so far. It's gotten better so far. Uh drivers have fixed a lot of like visual things for me. Bugs still happen, weird clippings. If you want a, a fun a fun version of how you know it's not the greatest, drive out into the flats. There's areas that are just gar- like landfill, essentially, where it's just garbage for a bunch. You can tell they're screwed because what they did is they created it. They had to have created like a garbage tile and then dropped that tile on top of the terrain, mm-hmm. which means the garbage pile is not relative to gravity and the terrain so there is a lot of floating shit out there yeah i was driving through it the other day on a motorcycle for a quest and i went none of this is touching the ground it's all there's just gaps everywhere mm-hmm. and i was like okay nobody's gonna be out here that much obviously because it's not part of night city and it's you only go out there for a little bit of stuff yeah but just walking through i was like oh god then you get into the city and you see things i've fallen through i got punched through the the elevator. The elevator. Um, I got ran over by a car and fell through the world. I've seen a lot of the but falling got, through the world. I got, I got ran over by the truck, fell through the world, landed on something, and managed to glitch myself back into the world without dying and like reloading. That's bizarre. I managed to get back into the world. So somewhere, some NPC just saw a guy crawl out of a, a fucking sidewalk and it should be scared for his life. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, luckily I wasn't playing this on a console, and the stuff I've seen coming out of, con- out of the consoles is hot dog shit. To me, once again, going, this should have been pushed another year, and they fucked themselves in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think two two things could have happened here. This also is to be remembered that two years ago, or 2017, whatever it was, there was the story that came out that they had to rebuild the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that story. I do. Where they scrapped everything and basically had to start fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you started fresh, you restarted your development cycle for another five years. But they didn't. They clearly didn't. Um, they could have, if they would have abandoned previous gen. They should have done that immediately. I think they could have hit this release date if they would have abandoned it right off the bat. 
this game would have come out pristine, I'm sure. Or if they would have tacked on another year of development and kept the previous gen. But, you know, mistakes were made, clearly. Yeah. they. I mean, our, our problem, and this is more on a, a, like, me personally. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but, like, CD Projekt Red was put on the pedestal. And we were giving it the benefit of the doubt when normally, if it was any other company, if it was an EA, if it was a Bioware, if it was, you know, Blizzard or whoever else, we would not, we would have, we would have shit talked them, you know, the whole time. But whole time, meaning like, we would have been like, we would have been calling it differently. Well, for sure. But now, you know. You you fucked up. You done fucked up. They're paying for it. So are they? You know, they someone's are. paying they, for it they, somewhere. <laughs> some, somewhere somebody's paying for it. But I don't know that it will be. Like this is historically bad in terms of what can go wrong in a little over a week. This is nightmarish for them. I don't know that it's nightmarish enough to warrant them not making the same mistake. Or as even a warning sign to somebody else to not make this mistake. I think it is just because I I think so. I mean, I want to think so, but you can get money. The problem can still drop a broken Starfield and get money. That's true. And, And it's not like I've had a really frustrating week with games as well like with i'm still um playing well i finished assassin's creed but in typical ubisoft game it's probably like just a triple a game thing now but the closer you get to the end of the game the more fucking broken it is and i went from not having any issues with my assassin's creed game to like it would just straight up shut down like the, the game would just close itself and I would lose like an hour of progress or whatever. Um, quests were breaking constantly, and I was having to find workarounds, or I have to Straight reload, a, or I'd have to reload a previous save. Yep. Um, and it just was. It got to the point where I'm like, I almost stopped playing, and I was like mad close to the end because I was just like, "Fuck this game!" Like, but money. Yep. Yeah. Which reminds me, I have to cancel my subscription to ubisoft post uh catching up on mando i need to cancel disney plus so mm-hmm. add it to the list of things to get rid of yep yeah that's all i got but it's been seven days so let's wrap this shit up with a what have you been doing uh watching my normal my normal stuff um Playing, finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla, eighty-one hours and change, um, which that is not my normal playthrough style. So it was a main plus extra situation. So like a little, extra. little bit, yeah, a little bit of extra, yeah. Which you can kind of see it through the areas, like because it tells you, you know, how much of an area you've done. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning I did like I cleared entire areas and then it was like less and less and less to yeah. like <laughs> to the end of the game where it's like literally I did shit. I was just like fuck this, get me through here. Yeah. Um 
Assassin's Creed, victim of its own two bigness. Yeah, interesting. There's so much potential there. Oh, yeah. I feel like going back to the Unity problems on the Xbox One launch, you could say with Assassin's Creed, a lot of potential there. Yep. They just fucking... I mean, I enjoy them for the most part. Odyssey I had a problem with, but... The story in this one, man, just gets like... It's just not like... It's just... It's just weird. Is that it's just weird. creative director problems or... No, I mean, it's just them trying to juggle too much stuff because they have the three timelines going on now. Ah, uh, yeah. So you got, you know, you got your... Isu, Isu, or whatever the gods timeline, modern day, and your Able. historical timeline, and now they're fucking merging them and and separating them, and like they're all crisscrossing, and it's just like, what the fuck am I even watching right now? Like, oh yeah, nothing better than your own story stepping over its own feet. Yep. Um. Yeah. Anyways, that's where I stand. Uh, Cyberpunk's next. Um. And that's it, I think. That's all that I have. Oh, I watched The League of Their Own because Samantha's never seen it. Fired that sucker oh, up. Oh, interesting. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. That's Which is Amy. I think Amy said that at one point to Samantha or whatever. He said there's oh, no Amy, crying Amy in baseball. Amy 100% has watched that movie. And Samantha's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Amy's like, you've never seen this. And I was like, you've never seen this. So we watched it. And, and then everybody just looked. At you just There was an echo. Like somebody opened their window next door. And they're like, you've never seen this? Yeah, basically. So got to watch that. And now she's, we might have to take a trip to uh, Baseball Hall of Fame if it's open. I don't know what the deal is. That's probably not. Give it a year. Yeah. Because I want to go again anyway. I've been before. She's. I've been before. It's, it's She's time. never been, but I was like, it's really close. It could be a cool that thing to do. That entire time in the summer is great. Mm-hmm. I still want to go down during Hall of Fame weekend because it's an absolute mm-hmm. nut house down there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go. It'd have to be. I'd have to do two separate trips. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame weekend is not my, I'm going to go hang out weekend. It's my, yeah. I'm here specific for things. Yeah. I'm here for the craziness. Yeah. I'm here to grab a beer and sit on the street and just watch people. Yeah occasionally see a ball player go by or something but i'm just here to watch psychos yep uh so that's mine that's what i've been up to that's uh that's it nothing exciting all right then yeah fun entertaining yep Sorry, I'm busy with uh, phone things. Getting distracted. I went down the knife rabbit hole because I need a knife for work. I got to show you a knife that one Phil Hughes just got. Damascus blade, confetti handle. The old joke is how many packs did you have to rip open to find the one with the confetti handle? Ha ha, baseball card joke. Mm -hmm. But the Damascus on the blade. Yeah, nice. Awesome. I have like a weird thing with the Damascus blades because uh you know they're just temperamental you know if you don't get something quality but anyways went with the benchmade got a benchmade knife dude my wustoff is <laughs> sexy every time and then i i just pull it out of the drawer and i look at it and i'm like no, well no you're too good for this job i don't need you right now and i set it back in 
I went down the rabbit hole, as I do. So I ordered the knife. Yep. Then canceled that because you saw another one. (laughs) No, stuck with it. But then I was like, oh, these people mod these things. They do all this stuff. I ordered carbon fiber uh, scales for it and titanium hardware and all this other fucking Gucci shit. So, like, (laughs) it's... It's the Apple... uh... Headphone problems? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Oh, you could pay this for a knife, but what if the old audiophile laughs and money at Apple image? Yeah, so... Oh, 550 Ha, ha, ha. We spent two grand to listen to music? Yeah. Oh, what's that? You spent $30 to cut meat? What if I spent 600 Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, uh, it's been a lot of WoW. Mm-hmm. A lot of WoW. Uh, finish the raid on normal. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. I'd like to thank the other healers that were a part of that with me. The DPS that managed to actually do damage to the boss. Fuck the tanks. Yeah. yeah. Mic drop. I heard you got to up your DPS for the heroic. I think somebody does, but it's not me because I don't DPS. Got to pop pots, man. That's how it's all about. Big gold EP numbers. What's the timeline for the heroic? Oh, no, next week. Immediately. We have to kill it in... Uh, we're going to raid Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Christmas, fuck your families, we're raiding. <laughs> this needs to get done because we're in the race for World First, even though World First Mythic is currently happening. But we're going to do Heroic instead. Don't get me going. <laughs> that being said. These bitch-ass healers need to up their healing. We can't do DPS if we're going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get going, Matt. Stop that. The uh, So that's done. I say done. I still have a lot to do in the game. So each day, log in, do some stuff. That hurdle has been... That hurdle has been accomplished. I have jumped over it. And now I get to look at it fondly and go, never again. The <laughs> Or again next week. One of the two. <laughs> then um, about 17 hours in Cyberpunk now. Mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying it. <clears throat> I find myself not getting lost in the world, but getting lost in missions. Okay. Or people. Pan Am's a perfect example. 100% committed to her. She is the love of my life. And I will kill anybody that says otherwise. Okay. That being said, there's a couple other people. Same thing. They call me. I'm going to go do their mission. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I have problems with the amount that I, I'm with those people. And like I feel attached to those people. Sure. I'm a dude. They're a chick. Whatever. And the person I'm referencing is also another dude. And but I don't give a shit about him because I think they do a really bad. You'll you'll find out in the beginning and probably about where I am, what I'm talking about. But not to really spoil anything for you, they don't establish an emotional connection for you in the beginning. I think mm-hmm. so. I have options to talk about my my past, I guess, because that does take place. There's a clear like, okay, prologue break years now type of thing or maybe not years but like months now type of thing and in certain conversations you have a chance to talk about that like oh hey this thing and i don't care (laughs) like the options for me as as v to talk about it are like yeah you know this happened to me too or like i can relate with you type of thing but I, as me, as Nate, 
I'm just like, I feel no attachment to any of that. Who gives a shit? I feel more attachment to the loss you just took on because I was here with you for it and you guys made it sound really good. But the other one I had in the beginning of the game, I just went, I don't care. So it's weird. Yeah. I'm I'm a little uh worried about the game if I'm gonna actually like it a ton, but we'll see. I think you'll enjoy it. I just don't know that Assassin's Creed beforehand was the right move. For the for the RPG burnout aspect. Oh yeah. Which we've yeah. seen happen with mm-hmm. Dragon Age for ourselves. Yeah, I mean I think it's different enough to where it won't be a problem. No, it yeah, it should be different. I mean, guns change everything. If you choose to go guns, you could choose to go melee and whatever gorilla arms are. I didn't do that. But that's a thing. So yeah, there's that. Uh that's really been it. So Yeah. Holidays, so Yeah. Uh we will there'll still be an episode next week. It will not be the game of the year episode. The game of the year episode will be the week following. Uh but next week is just going to be a random episode. No news, but just some uh, fun, fun, creative storytelling, I think, for a uh, what will literally be December 25th Christmas episode. So uh, happy eighth day of Hanukkah. That might have been today. might have been yesterday. Not positive, but I feel like we should call it the whole holiday thing. Kwanzaa is a thing that happens at some point. I'm ignorant. That being said, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.